the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Turn with us once again. We're in part two of the priority of listening to the voice of God the priority to listening to the voice of God. Found in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. And there you will find these words. It reads, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. And he said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Verse 8, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli uh, perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. 
Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, here I am. And, and he said, what is the word the Lord spoke to you? Please, this is Eli talking, do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more. Also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and he had nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Once again, the priority of listening to the voice of God. There are many voices in life coming at us from all directions to keep us from hearing God. For example, there is the voice of sexual temptation, which says, come and lie with me. There's the voice of pornography that says, come look at me and I'll fill you up with sex. The voice of the alcoholic or social drinker says, come drink with me. The voice of the drug dealer says, come partake of my substance. I'll make you high in the sky. The voice of the lottery says, come gamble with me and win the big one. The voice of the cheetah says, come take the shortcut. The voice of your own ego says, I have my rights and I'm free to do whatever I want to do. And the voice of entertainment and pleasure says, you have only one life to live. So live it up. Come and enjoy me to the full. And the voice of the rebellious says, you can't make me. You ever heard that before? Many voices My friend, we are living in very dangerous times, and it is extremely important that you and I know when God is speaking, and not only to hear what he is speaking, to obey what he is saying. For we live in a day when there are many voices coming to us all directions, and everybody seemingly wanting to do what is right in their own eyes. And if such is the case, it will soon bring, beloved, your imminent physical and spiritual demise. In this particular chapter of 1 Samuel chapter 3, God calls Samuel and shares with him the inevitable judgment that will come upon Eli's family. Also, we can glean principles whereby we can teach and learn uh, in order that we would be able to hear the voice of God. Let me ask you a critical question. When is the last time you heard God speak to you? I ain't talking about what something told me because God is not a something. God is a someone. He is to be personalized. He's a person. When is the last time God spoke to your heart and you knew it was God? Oh, you're sitting here and you're looking real nice. You you dress like you hear God. You have a Bible that speaks from the Lord. When is the last time you heard God? All of society and all the things that are coming at you, the greatest thing you can hear, dear ones, is the voice of God. Are you so far away from God you can't hear him anymore? God hasn't stopped talking. The point is, many of you have stopped listening. And you know how you know when you stop listening? All you got to do is look at your spiritual condition. 
You know, the love relationship begins to wane. You're not hot for God. Everything you begin to say about God is in the past tense. I used to go to church. I used to read my Bible. I used to. What is the last time the Lord told you to go to Sunday school? Okay, you say I hear God. What's the last time? Can God tell you to go to Sunday school? What is the last time God told you to go to prayer meeting on Wednesday night and be on time? Huh? Oh, God doesn't say God doesn't say that. What's the last time God told you to start reading your Bible and cut off that television? Hmm? When's the last time God told you to not buy something because you don't need that now? And you obeyed and you got blessed or you disobeyed and brought your house to financial ruins. Y'all, Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous for you not to hear God. Listen, husband and father. Listen, mothers. You can bring your family, your children, and your grandchildren to ruins simply because your ears are stopped up. What must I do to make listening to God a priority in my life? How many of you want listening to God to be a priority in your life? You want to know when God is speaking, and you don't want to miss God and you want to know that you know you know when God is speaking. Number one, listening to the voice of God involves knowing him personally. Listening to the voice of God involves knowing him personally. When you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you'll know when he is speaking. In other words, you're not going to listen to someone you don't know. you got to know Christ before you can what? Listen to Christ. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep. Now, if you're, if you're his sheep, you're going to hear his voice. You're going to know his voice and you're going to follow me, says the scripture. But if you don't know him, you're not going to hear somebody you don't know. It is critical that we be sheep. And the only way you can hear God is, first of all, you got to get to know God. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know that you know you know you've been born again? Are you blood washed, born again saint? Have you trust Jesus Christ as your personal savior, believing that he is God who has come in the flesh that he lived to show us the more excellent way, that perfect example, that he was hung up on the cross for our sins, that he was crucified and shed his blood on our behalf in our place, that he was buried according to the scripture, and that he rose third day morning according to the scripture. And do you put the resurrection, the resurrected Lord that you say you believe, do you live him out in your life on a daily basis? And that really includes hearing God. I mean, how many of y'all believe that Jesus died for you? How many of you believe he was buried for you? How many of you believe he rose for you? Well, now listen, how many of you listen to the resurrected Lord? He's alive. He is risen. And he wants to resurrect your life and make it fresh. And he wants to revive you and to get you out of that staleness so that you can hear God in ways that you've never heard him before. Beloved, apart from Christ, your ears are spiritually deaf, and it is impossible to hear the voice of God when your ears are deaf. Only God can take the spiritual earwax out your ears so that you can hear God in ways you've never heard him before. Number two, what must I do to make listening to God a priority in my life? Listening to God and serving God should start in our childhood. When a child wants to come to Christ, you ought to let him come. Uh, look at verse 1a. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Are y'all looking at the text? Samuel was a boy. It says the boy Samuel. He was a boy. 
Verse 4 in the text says that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. Look at verse 6. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. Look at verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again. How many times? A third time. God called him. God called him. God called him. You see, God called Samuel as a boy and called Moses at the age of 80. God can call at any age. And many times we get in God's way when children want to uh, come to Christ because we think they're too young. If they're not too young to lie and cheat and steal, they're not too young to come to Christ. Amen. And a lot of times when you get to shunning them and suppressing them and saying they can't come, oh, you don't know, give it a little more time. You don't know if they ever respond later. And, and who are we to determine when they can come and when they can't? So be very careful when it comes to your child's responsiveness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Parents, your children are not too young to serve the Lord. Parents, keep your children in the house of God. Coming to the Lord's house is not an option for children who are living in your home. If they're eating, in, eating at your refrigerator, eating at your table, flushing your toilet, amen, riding in your car, you ought to drive them straight to church. You drive them everywhere else. You drive them to school and soccer and football and all this stuff. Drive them to church. Drive them to church. And parents, let me tell you something. When your attendance is poor, your children will soon learn that coming to worship in the Lord's house on the Lord's day doesn't really matter when they look at your church attendance. Parents, when your child look at your church attendance, can they sense that you are serious about the God you say you know? Your being on time, your consistency, your persistency. Actually, they pick up what they see. You see, and not and not only should you uh, you should not send them to church, but you ought to bring them to church. Then the, the scripture says in First Samuel two twenty eight. Look at chapter before First Samuel two twenty eight. It says Samuel served God in the temple as a what? As a boy. First Samuel two eighteen. First Samuel two eighteen. But Samuel ministered before the Lord even as a child, wearing a what? A linen ephod. In other words, Samuel was was wearing his priestly garment in the house of God as a child. Samuel was dressed respectfully in the Lord's house. I believe, according to the word of God, there ought to be some dignity in our dress when we come to the house of God. When we come to the house of God, we ought to prepare to meet God. We ought not dress like a slouch before a holy and just God. Amen. If, if, if governor was to call you to the governor mansion, would you come up there with slides? Or would president call you for a personal audience in the White House? Or would, how would you dress? I believe you would go fix yourself up. Your hair's done. You're neat. You're clean. And you are respectable before the president of the United States of America. And thus, it must be even more for the king of kings and lord of lords. You know, where has the dignity gone in the Lord's house? Where's the respect where is the reverential fear for the house of God? And, and Samuel was wearing, it says, a linen ephod. He was dressed in his priestly attire. Samuel dressed for success. He didn't know the voice of God, but, but he was dressed the, the, the part. In other words, he was expecting God to do something with him someday. I mean, he, he, he was anticipating something in his dress. He looked the part, and uh, he had... Uh, a sense of dignity and respect about himself in the Lord's house. And then Samuel knew his place, for he was under Eli's authority. 
Look at verse 1a. It says, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. He was under his authority. If no responsibility is shown by the parents in restraining and guiding our children, God holds us responsible. Now, if you've done all you can as a parent, you set a good example, you were there for them, you bought them to church, you, you prayed with them, you nurtured them, you gave them all you had, and then your child goes AWOL and acts a fool and make a fool out of themselves. Once you've done all you can, then, then God doesn't hold you responsible because a child does have his or her own will. Amen? But you make sure you have done your part and not be judged by God simply because you are a negligent parent. Verse 13 says, For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and Eli did not restrain those boys of his, Hophni and Phinehas. Listen to this word. Whether I hear God or not depends on the condition of my ears. Whether I hear God or not depends on the condition of my ears. In other words, sin will dull our hearing. Sin dulls the hearing. Sin dulled the hearing of Eli's son to the point that they wouldn't hear God and they wouldn't hear their daddy, Eli. Your lifestyle can make it impossible for you to hear God. Somebody said, you know, I ain't heard from God a long time. Well, you're not going to hear him if you're drinking every cool that come in your hand. I mean, you got to stop drinking so much if you're going to hear God. No wonder you're all tipsy. How are you going to hear God like that? I mean, how are you going to hear God with tickets for gambling in your pocket? How are you going to hear God cussing? How are you going to hear God filled with anger? How are you going to hear God gossiping? I mean, there's condition for hearing God. Your lifestyle can keep you from hearing the voice of God. You can live so bad that you can't hear God. You want to hear him, but you can't because your lifestyle is so bad. Your lifestyle is so bad. Look at 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 2, verses 22 through 25. Look at the lifestyle of these boys, Hophni and Phinehas. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 22 through 25. Y'all hanging with me? Okay, it says, now Eli was very old. You say, well, how old was he? He was 98 years old. The man was old. Eyes dim, could barely see. And he heard everything his sons did to all Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. Now, listen, he's trying to set them straight, but it's too late. Look at 25. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill him. Let me tell you something. These boys were being told how, how out of order they were by their daddy, who was a judge, and who was a priest, who was a judge. And those boys didn't hear him and didn't hear the daddy, didn't hear the daddy, nor did they hear God. I mean, here they were laying around at the church, the tabernacle, laying around with the women of the church. Don't y'all look at me like that. All that ain't gone. A whole lot of that still around the Lord's church. That's why the church don't have no power. 
Why the church is too many church folk in too many people in the Lord's house sleeping with folk that are not their wife and husband. Amen. If you're not married, you are not to be engaged in, in premarital sex. Huh? Won't y'all say, y'all, are y'all there? Won't y'all say amen? And you can come here all you want and hold that Bible just as pretty as you want, and you can dress up and smell just as nice as you want to smell. But listen, God will kill you, you play with God. Where is the reverential fear? God will sick AIDS on you. Listen, God will dry you up. God will make you impotent to the point that you won't have nothing for your future spouse. You play with God. When is the last time? Say the word abstinence. Say it again. Say it one more time. When's the last time you said that word? You scared to say it today? Say, say virgin. A little bit louder. A little bit louder. Spell it. V. That's right. You can spell it. You, you said it. Now you can spell it. Some of y'all haven't said virgin or abstinent. Listen, the only time some of y'all say virgin is when y'all say the Virgin Mary at Christmas. And that's why it's no power. Folk messing around in the church, sleeping around with folk, flirting around with folk, in pornography, dibbling and dabbling in strange stuff, messing with psychics, looking at stuff to break the heart of God and wonder why you can't hear God. And listen, God is a serious God. And if you don't straighten up, don't you think God knows how to kill you? He's the same, the same God that killed these boys will kill you and kill me. You know, you know God will kill me? I fear God. You know why? I preach this book. I live this book. And I don't run, oh, God might get me today. Oh, I'm scared. I, I don't walk around like that. But I have a deep, abiding, reverential fear because you know why? God expects more out of me because I am disseminating the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Much given, much required. All right? And you too. Okay? And you say, well, I ain't coming to church, so I won't know. Well, let me tell you this. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. And so, and I know that if I do such things, that God will strike me dead because he has deposited too much of his grace, his word, his wisdom into me for me to mess over it in a foolish and diabolical and despicable way. But don't just look at me. It ain't just about me. It's about you too. Say me. The same God to kill me or kill you. God's not playing with you either. And you're not here for me to tell you what you want to hear. You're here because you, I need to tell you what you need to hear. Serving God is a serious thing. Seriously, and when God's house is cleaned up, then we can see a great move of God. We can see miracles and signs and wonders and spiritual breakthrough. A lot of churches, you can't see nothing happening because sin is blocking what God wants to do. You see, one of the greatest of all deceptions is to serve in the house of God without a genuine relationship with the Lord. 1 Samuel 2.12 says, now the sons of Eli were corrupt and they did not know the Lord. The judge of Israel had sons that did not know the Lord. You know, did not, that's a sad commentary. Did not love. Let me tell you something. 
Now, you can do all you can as a parent, and you can expose your children. You can invest in your children. But let me tell you something. The bottom line is your children have their own will. Don't somebody say amen. If they didn't have their own will, you, you could do whatever. They would do whatever you say. They have their own will. And sometimes they make decisions that break your heart. But you make sure that they're not out there footloose and fancy free because you didn't do your part at home. Amen? Now, once you've done your part and you've invested and you've trained them and you've nurtured them, you've been there for them, you exposed them, you bought them, you gave them a spiritual legacy from which to draw and to build on, then be confident in knowing that you can't live your life for your children. You know, you can't live your life through your children, nor can you live your life for your children. And you know what? And you can't stop living your life because of them. You know, you have to go on. If they make some of the worst decisions and mess up after you've done all you can, realize that you got to go on with your life as a parent, that you can't stop. And some of you don't get spiritual, like a, some kind of spiritual guru or something, where my children came all right, I'm proud of all of them, and they ain't never been to jail, they ain't been on drugs, they ain't been on that. But let me tell you something, your child, your child's been a sinner. They born in sin just like mine. Won't say amen. And you can't say what your child won't do, nor do you know what they've done. Are you, or do you shadow them 24 hours a day, every day? You don't know what they're doing. Matter of fact, you ain't been living so long that you can't remember what you did that your mama don't know right now. And dad either. Why don't y'all say amen? You sit here like an angel all you want, but it's still some things you know you did that your mom and daddy, you still ain't told him and ain't gonna tell them. I'm talking about what my child won't do. You don't know what they won't do. Just say they haven't done that yet. So don't, don't get cocky and prideful. And just because your child is doing well today does not necessarily mean they're gonna be doing well tomorrow. That's why you got to keep praying. Well, not only when they're on your lap, but when they're too big, they're on your lap, they're on your heart. And listen, that's when you, you got to pray for them. And listen, you got children, they won't obey you, and they, they, they just rebellious. You know what? Girl, boy, I'm tired of, t- I done whooped you. I done gave you every punishment. I don't, have, I don't know what else to do with you. I'm going to turn you over to the Lord. God! And they call their name. I need you to deal with whatever that child's name is because I can't deal with it. You made them, you gave them to me, and you know I love them, but I need you to get them now. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.